This is gonna hurt. It's time, it's time for the Suffering, for the suffering Podcast. Podcast. Three years of suffering, and what have we learned? We've learned that in every facet of life, there is pain and trauma. We have learned that there are those out there willing to help. We have learned that there are some of the strongest individuals on the planet that we now call friends. We have learned that if you rearrange your pain, it can become a strength. We have learned that hope can be reinvigorated over time. We have learned that once you climb one mountain, it's time to find another. Most of all, we learned that you build bonds inside the sharing of mutual trauma and empathy. To look at another person, not as broken, but as a work in progress. And once you've figured out the tools to survive, it is your duty to help another. I'm Kevin Donaldson here with Mike Felace, and welcome to the Suffering Podcast, year-end, season three finale here at Mickey's Bar and Grill, 601 Riverside in Lynnhurst, New Jersey. This is going to be so much fun. Oh my God. So if you're a fan of overcoming suffering and overcoming adversity, then we're for you because that's what we do here and that's the stories that we highlight. So do me a big favor. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. You can join now, ring the bell so you get notified of all of our new content. And of course, follow us on all social media so you can find out what we're up to. Tonight's a very special night. Yeah, you know, like Kevin said, we're we're at uh, Mickey's Bar and Grill, 601 Riverside Avenue in Lynnhurst. If anybody's in here, Stop down. Stop down one night. Uh, we're going to bring back a bunch of former guests. They're already showing up. A bunch of them coming already. And it's like a family reunion here. Well, we're trying to get our opening in, and, and we're, we're trying to greet. It's like being at your wedding, you know, long time ago, many moons ago, where you try to get to everybody, and you just can't get to them. We sat down about 20 minutes ago to start recording this and people just started coming in. And, be, and behind the camera there's an audience right now so it's a little disheartening we're used to being in a nice quiet studio and the only person we saw was Andrew now we see everybody Mike three years it's crazy three yeah, years crazy. you know and Kev we have to thank everybody out there for listening I mean when we hit 500,000? 500,000 audio downloads. We're over 2 million views. We've come a long way to the 25 listens that I used to get before you came on in episode 9. Episode 9 changed everything. I still remember. I still remember all the numbers. 333 audio downloads, and we thought, oh my God, this is it. We hit it. I remember when my episode was the most listened to one. Now, now it's probably down about 50. Well, because I used to... Play it all the time. <laughs> well, it, uh, in a loop for 333 times. No, we 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 judged Only everything. Only four people listened to my episode. It was me. The the other thousand. Well, the way we used to judge how well our show was doing is how many listens were we getting to in one week, and now it's how many views are we getting in one day. So it's, a lot of stuff has changed. Today's episode. Last time I saw it in five hours. The episode that came out today, we had eight and a half thousand views. So all of that, all of that is because something we're saying, something our guests are saying, is resonating with you. So that's kind of why we have these uh, year-end parties, sort of a little celebration, a little get together, bring back some former guests, and we just want everybody to have a good time and celebrate this journey that we've taken. And it's been healing for me. It's been hurting for me. Um, it, it, it's been tough. Yeah. At times, it's been real tough, you know, because we're listening to everybody else's problems, which brings up our own problems. So it's, like I said, a lot of rides home after doing a show that 
like I said, that's, that's like decompression time. We thank you all for joining us for this season three finale of the Suffering Podcast. Uh, we're going to break this up into two parts. Trust me, we'll give you a, we'll give you a little heads up when we're going to end the first one. But we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Stay tuned. We have our first guest coming up very shortly. And we are back at Mickey's Bar and Grill for our season three finale, and we have one of our favorite mafia daughters. Actually, it's the only mafia daughter that we know. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's the only daughter. I mean, we've had other people in, but <laughs> and we're sitting here with Angela Pisano. If you remember, she came in and spoke about the suffering of a mob daughter, and told us a story that blew our hats off. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were asked to originally come in. To the show, you know, everybody has, especially you've only done one other show besides this one, everybody has this idea in their head about how it's supposed to work. What did you think of it when you came in? Um, well, it was a new experience for me, so I enjoyed it. I thought the two of you made it very easy. I thought the content, even though it was a little different than what you usually do, I think it fit in to... You know, a, you were so a, nervous a, a, about. A, a, I don't know if I fit in. I don't a know little bit about what you do, and then I thought, I thought this is this is good. This is going well. But you, you know, you checked out our show before. You vetted us. You vetted us before you came. Oh, in. I vetted you. Yes. <laughs> were, were you like reluctant to come in, or or after you saw us, it was like, hey, yeah, I'll talk to these, these two so, idiots. Honestly, well, I had to go through the dog. I was oh, just yeah. going to yep, say, absolutely. her husband. Honestly, we, we got vetted twice. <laughs> I never say this out loud, ever. Okay, then whisper. <laughs> but my father was my protector bodyguard. Joe kind of took that role on. So I had a half hour, 45 minute it. conversation with her husband. <laughs> then I was able to get to. I had to Andrew. call you. Correct. Here's <laughs> you my number. And I'm sitting here waiting, sweating. I don't know what's going on. No, actually, you were, so, you, were, you were introduced through Paul Simmons. Yes. So after I spoke with with you, and we, I, and I, I had a comfort level, I was fine coming on the show. However, to answer your question, Mike, if that never occurred, I would have been very guarded, maybe, and I would have been maybe not as as generous with my you know, time. We say all the time, though, it's just like three people sitting around the table talking. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, and Kevin really made it this way. That it's just a relaxed atmosphere. Uh huh. But I tell you this, and we talk, and we have a lot of fun. Yeah. I have turned down being a guest on a show because when they emailed me the original intake form, it was they mentioned pronouns. I said, "Not this show is not for me." Yeah. I am not going to do well on this show. (laughs) Now, now you mentioned Joe. Did he watch the episode with you? My episode. Uh, not with me, but what? he did watch it. And what did he have yes. to say about it? Do I got to worry about something <laughs> under my car? Yeah, that, that's where I'm getting Because yeah. he, he's not far from here. He, he actually, no, he actually thought it went very well. He's not here. Yeah, yeah he's not here. He, he actually a, thought. You see that guy in the building across the street <laughs> he had with a the long gun? He had a thing happening downtown. He's he watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he thought it went very well. He thought it was very informative. And he thought that even though the whole story wasn't told, there was so much done across the board within the hour time frame. It gave a really uh, 
big picture. Well, you know, I, you got a picture. You walked yeah, away with a picture. Exactly. I read I read the rough draft of your book, and your story is so robust that it would be impossible to do in one episode. But when your book gets published, mm-hmm. we are we would like to invite you back if you're willing to come. And maybe we'll bring Joe in here because he's, <laughs> he's ducking me. He's Joe, you're ducking Twice me. Twice now. Twice. Yes. Now, here's a quick question for you. You've seen a couple of our shows because you've edited us so carefully. Is there anything that we haven't done that you might think Yes. Of? Fun. Fun. So, Funny you say so, that. Last week was all about fun. I didn't know that. So I I vetted each of you personally. And I oh, boy. Looked at- <laughs> so, she, so Joe, Joe so, knows my address now. So, I looked at, I looked at the show. I read about it. You know, whatever I could find. I watched some episodes. I watched. I think I told you I watched more with women than men, because that's what I am, obviously. And um, I think it's it's heavy content and it has its place. But I think that you do a lot of um, uh, what is it? First responders is that the right term? First responders and military base. Responders and military have so many fun things that happen in their day. They don't always see everybody at the bad nope. or their worst. We or, laugh. I always say I laughed more as a as a cop. I, I, I could tell you stories that'll make you cry. Yeah, I mean, getting so chased by I'd a like, by a flying squirrel across her bedroom at six thirty uh, in the morning. <laughs> so I'd like to see a show about. Fun. What? What? Yeah, but funny. No, nobody funny. suffers. Nobody suffers from fun. You can have too much fun. You can have too much fun. Funny cop stories. Funny cop stories. Funny cop stories. We could do that. We'll get Crudell and the Palman again for that oh, one. Oh God, that, yeah, but it'll be talking about all sorts of weird <laughs> stuff. Now you have. By the time this airs, mm-hmm. your book will be just about out. out. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you give the name of the book and where we can find the book. I want you to throw that out there. Okay. So welcome to the family. My Life as a Mob Daughter is the name. And, and of course, we're talking about your father, Lorenzo Martino, or yes. a.k.a. Larry, Larry Martin, Martin. Yes. a.k.a. Jimmy the Fish, <laughs> a.k.a. Larry the Squig. He had a lot. And... Uh, and it's going to be published by Media Casters and available on Amazon. And, and there's a website too, right? There's a website, um, and it's called Welcome to the Family. My life is a mob daughter. You can go there. There's a little bio about me. Submit your email so that you are notified when you know the first printing happens. Yes. And there'll be hardcover, softcover. Um, at first, and then hopefully an audio book. I'd like to do that at some point, so we'll see. I think what you should have Kevin do the audio for your book. He's got such a great radio voice. <laughs> Not a good face. For <laughs> you get a face for radio. I I'll do. I'll do it in the. I'll do it in the 1930s radio voice. And stuff. There you go. Now try <laughs> Everlight spark plugs. <laughs> see. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the family. I think you have. This story has. Le- I've told you this. We've have conversations. Mm-hmm. Angela is like when we when we have this stuff in our head. Angela and I will talk, and uh, I think Angela's story has legs. I think it has more legs than just a book because it's an interesting story, and I don't think it's ever been told the way, especially the way that you tell it, and you pepper in these names. Donnie Brasco, Lefty Ruggiero, Sonny Black, Mike Sabella. I remember them all. And they were just part of. Me meeting them, I Uncle was around Jim. them. Yeah, Uncle Jim. Uncle Jim. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they were Cavalcanti, just there. They were Uncle. part of. 
the my existence, you know? Because you, so, and you didn't know any better. No, and nor did right. I care. They were just... As long as they were nice to you. They were nice to me, and I knew my father did business with them and things, but you know. you saw them a lot in the same way you saw your father. They're just men. They're men, they're friends of your father's, they're, they're husbands, they're wives, they're, they're grandparents. Mm-hmm. So they're... They are. They do have another life. You know? Oh, this was just their business. Yeah. This was just something they did. This is, you know, Lefty Ruggiero was a little different. He was mob 24-7, but most of them. And he also loved his second wife and his tropical fish and his animals. And yeah, but Mike and I don't walk around with, with microphones every day doing right, but, podcasts. Right, but I do, I do once this in a while. is something they did, and these are <laughs> the who mirror. they were. And, yeah, and I think, um, so I think what you say is interesting. So I was not... I did not seek this out as a, for a, to, as a boyfriend. I it was not my dream to go out or marry a mob guy. And a woman that that chooses that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You choose your path. You make your decisions, but your decisions speak about who you are. It's not romanticized with you. No, I was. There's nothing romantic about it. I was born into this, and I did not have a choice. I was taught to navigate it, and I was taught this is how we are but I was taught to run and run as fast as you can like that little gingerbread man from this life and you ran right so to the publisher you, you ran right to the publisher wrote the book and it's it's an homage to your father and, how and much she you ran him. right to the suffering podcast that's true I did that's true I did Angela so. we got we expect great things from you and we, oh, we're going to do everything so. I, we can in order to and to, I will come back of course listen, when, when, when your book comes out absolutely come back yeah, we'll, I, come you know, back. I know you got more stories that you didn't tell us before. we'll get the backstories I think I could actually tell more without a book to be honest with you because <laughs> I've little snippets but you can't put them in a book so yeah so no I will definitely come back if you ask me thank you so much keep in touch you're part of our family so I definitely will fun 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 fun. (laughs) we'll we'll bring you back for the episode of fun because you're a fun person on (laughs) on season four of the fun podcast uh, we will have Angela Pisano back thank you very much for coming and sitting with us thank you for showing up at our year end party and we look forward to seeing what you got in the future and now you can go up to the bar and have a drink (laughs) that's where I'm headed right now to have a drink we will be right back thank you and we're back and we have a very exciting guest somebody who has become family to us who started out their career on the other side of the law we were on one side Benny was on another side that is the Benny Love. But the, the capital T-H-E. The, the Benny, Benny Love. Love. But Benny has become family to us. He's become endearing to us. We have a lot of the same friends, a lot of the same interests. Benny, thank you so much for coming in. Honored. <laughs> thank you. you know, it's, it's like everybody we talk to knows Benny Love. And <laughs> Benny was it's really amazing. The the thing I love about He's synonymous Benny, in Hoboken. The thing I love about Benny Love is when we had Butch on for the first time. Benny came in and sat down, and you saw his face. It was stone. It was stone. You didn't know what to think of us. Who he, the hell he didn't, are these tr- he didn't guys? trust us at first. Well, you were cops. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, what were your initial thoughts when you came in with Butch and you just came in for support yeah. with Butch? Yeah. What did you think about what we do? Initially, it was all about Butch, and then I saw that it was a bigger message. I saw what you guys were trying to bring to light, and you were trying to help people. You had your own trauma, and I think people need to learn from people who've been through stuff. Exactly. So I always tell people, unfortunately for, you, for me, that I had to go through it, but fortunately for you, 
because you learn. You know, any any uh, anything you get involved in is an addiction, whether it's trauma or whether it's gang violence, whether it's drugs or alcohol or anything like this. And I just heard this today. The cure for addiction is suffering. And if you think about that, if you suffer enough until one day you say, I'm out. I'm why, done. Why am I doing this? Yeah, you this know, is not you know, worth it. You, you see all these people that go out and they're drinking, they, they become like full-blown alcoholics, and they're like, you know, why? You know, And that's when it, they wake up and, like you said, you, you hit the depths of your suffering and you realize this isn't for me anymore. Well, what was your moment, Benny, where you said, enough, I'm, I'm out? I did it with a plan. I just wanted a couple years in. I knew I was going to exit. And anything you do, whether it's building real estate, opening a store, a business, or the street, you got to have an exit plan. And I was fortunate to listen to a lot of conversations of business prior to and picked up a lot of formulas that work in the business world, implemented in my world, which is a street world, and I knew what it was going to take. So I knew it was going to be by force. I knew I was going to have to put my life on the line. I knew I was going to have to fight to the finish. But it's either do or die. If you don't die, you'll get it. But you were shot and pretty much left for dead, yeah. correct? Well, and you didn't got, quit right after that? No, that, I was that already done. I was retired. I was already out of the street. <laughs> when I got shot, I retired it was, from street life. Is the, you uh, see, when, you know when he said, did, "Do they have a pension in that?" <laughs> if I could curse, if I could curse, I could say, Go ahead. "You can say whatever you, can say you want whatever to say, want. man." They only touch you when your gun goes warm, right? When I was in the street, wilding, nobody wanted to shoot me. Maybe everybody wanted to shoot me, but they wouldn't dare. I'm shoveling snow outside real estate, and they try to rob me. I went for the gun. I smacked his gun. If you're still alive, I smacked your gun, and you pulled the trigger because you pulled the, the gun back, not because you tried to shoot me because you were scared. You stayed there. I got in my truck, and when I looked, the guy that was working for me in the other building was still shoveling because he shot me with a silencer. It went through rib to rib. And I was like, yo, I'm hit. I'm going to the hospital. And he just froze up. He wasn't a shooter. He just came, he took a shot, it didn't work. When I told the kid Primo that was working for me, yo, I'm shot, get in. The kid was still standing on the corner where he shot me. He was scared, he was just locked up. But I didn't want to stay there, I just, hurry up, get in. And I drove myself to the hospital. I flatlined at the hospital, I took my clothes off, the bullet fell out of the other side of my body. It was a hollow tip, I had it in my fingers, I was holding it. And then, uh, you know, when I laid out, I died, and then it was, what, you know, when you wake up, process you know you can hear but you can't see you can't move sometimes but, it takes a punch in the gut for you to see right yeah. no I was already seeing right <laughs> I was already doing the right thing he was I was already invested I was already out of the street <laughs> but you know where I went wrong was that's where keeping it real goes wrong so a lot of kids that you guys are hustling <laughs> and you want to keep it real with your people when you leave one thing that this man taught me Dave who was a very wealthy man in our neighborhood he said don't think they changed because you did it's a big so, mistake. So yeah, when I exactly. changed, I stayed in the hood, and it got me shot. But you're out of the game. You're, you're collecting your street pension at that point because yeah, yeah, you, you know. retired from the game. Yeah. But they were I still in fed, it. You know, I was, I was the man driving Bentleys and boats. Like, and, like I said, you talk street cred? Oh, Benny's. You talked to anybody in the Hoboken area. We've heard the stories. Benny, Benny's got yeah. street cred. Yeah, I'm cred. not lying. I can't lie. No. If I made it up, then it's too many people yeah, that I'll get called you. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of your episode, what was your favorite moment? What was your moment where you feel like you got the best message out? Because um, that's your life now. Your life is getting this message out. For a long time, I wanted to do this because I was always a kid that was suffering from the inside. So I was a good kid that had to be 
a bad man through circumstances that I went through to become this good man again. To be to bring the big the, the good person out again, I had to be an animal and then get back to all right now here I bring the kids in, I do mentoring, I do ones I want, I do uh, as much as I could, like helping kids through classes. I got parents that call me, I go to their house and kind of scare the kids because I still have the reputation. You know, and it's funny because there's three or four generations after mine that respect me, like when I was in the street. But it's the old like, like I said, you you are synonymous with Hoboken. Everybody in Hoboken knows you. But you had to the have cops know you, the criminals know you. Yeah. <laughs> you had to, you had to build that foundation in order to get your message out. Now, yeah, 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 I had to. I had to, and I lead by example. Like I don't tell these kids, don't sell drugs, right? And I go and sell. I don't do that. I tell you exactly what you need to do, and I give you, in my like, I'll, I'll give you an example right now. This is I'm a person. I'm a business, not a person. Right now, to get to the next phase in life where I want to be, I got four financial cycles that I have to meet. My first cycle is to clear debt. The second cycle is to recover the debt. The third cycle is to invest, reinvest, right? And the fourth cycle is to recover what I just invested, right? So if I want to call it 48 months or 60 months, my goal is to do it in maybe 18 months or 20 months. Wow. Of our shows that you've seen, is there anything that we haven't had on yet that you would like to see us do? I like that you guys aside touch. From, aside from like a stripper or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I never went to the strip clubs. I didn't do the strip thing either. I'm not into that. Listen, but, do me a favor. Say say you want a stripper on the show. Do you? I want a stripper on the show. <laughs> Pretty one, too. Andrew, we got to get, a, get uh, ourselves a stripper. So, Andrew, start growing your hair out. Yeah. Now, That's you guys, listen. Let me say that you guys are doing a great job. What, what you haven't touched on specifically on a show, your guests touch on them. Because you guys don't stay, just talk about this. Just talk about everything. Because with so many followers and so many people, there's more people suffering in this world than happy people. See, that's the whole thing. I mean, there's people suffering and they think they're by themselves. This show shows people that you're not by yourself. Someone else is going through the same suffering yeah, that you're going yeah. through. Yeah, they're hiding it. They're, exactly. They're, they're dealing with it inside because you know why? We, I was suffering while I, people thought I was happy. I'm running around, everybody sees a smile on my face, I'm all over the hood, everybody loves me, I walk in everywhere, people say hello, but there's a, there's different cycles that I have to get through, and that's pain from inside that you have to recover, and then you say, you know what, let, let me, like a lot of this stuff that I do now, or, or my mentoring when I talk to these kids, I'm kind of telling them my pain, and I'm going to doing a therapy session for myself while I'm helping them. You're hired. Yeah, <laughs> you're hired because you, you just you just talked about what we do. He's a spokesman for our show. Now. Yes. <laughs> so where can, Benny Love is everywhere. Why don't you throw out a couple plugs? Where can we find you? Well, 25 Fifth Street, Hoboken. I'm setting up a service called Go Postal. Ship it to Benny Love. I'm gonna be a third party carrier service. Every pitcher needs a catcher. Amazon knows how to pitch the packages, but they haven't had the right hub. So I'm going to turn part of my restaurant there. We're going to open up all day. And now you can shop online 24 hours a day, and you can ship it to Benny Love. That's pretty cool. Do you have a website or anything? I'm working on everything right now. So when you get that, get it out. We'll put it out to the the audience. Yeah, I want to bring it everywhere. And let's sit down and have a meal at, at your restaurant. 
No, no, we're going to go eat somewhere better. We go to Michelin. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll eat at your restaurant, and we don't pay because we're cops and we're cheap as hell. So it's on a Benny Love arm. Yeah, 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 I'll take the cops to dinner now. Yeah. <laughs> and we are going to be right back. Let's, uh, let's uh, keep this going. And we're back. <laughs> and another part of the family has returned. This is one we, we knew this gentleman was coming. That's Tom Smith sitting right to my left over here. He has been one of our most avid supporters, and we're one of his as well with Gold Shield Show. Absolutely. And, and he was gracious enough to come on our show and then have us on his show. Which was Which a blast. Was. Which was a blast. That was a, it was a great time. Oh, it was a great time. It <laughs> was a great time. Four guys sitting around, and I said, I hope we didn't embarrass you guys or embarrass ourselves too much. Four cops sitting around. Four so, cops sitting around. We were introduced through Amanda Coleman. Right. Amanda, come, Amanda calls me and says, hey, talk to these guys. They, they, you guys got a lot in common. And sure enough, we hit it off, and next thing you know, we're speaking for 45 minutes on the phone. Yep. Right? I think you were at work at the time. Or yeah, you, I was. Yeah. yeah, I was outside. Well, you, know, you, you guys do this all the time. You work and talk to each other for 45 minutes. Don't you do any work or anything? I mean, I, I don't have 45 minutes to put aside. No, you have 45 someone. hours. Because every time I talk to you, you're like, I got to take a nap. I'm going for a nap. <laughs> one, one o'clock. It's my me, nap time. Meanwhile, my nap time's in the car like this. Oh, yeah. You need me, call me before one. <laughs> and there's people out here that can attest to that. You know, I'll sit there and I'll just pass out. But when you, you were first introduced to us, like, what, what was going through your head? What, what were you thinking? Well, you trust Amanda for sure. Uh, and like you said, she said, hey, you two have to hook up. You got to talk to Kevin. And we did and hit it off. And one of the things that I was looking forward to was getting information about how to do a show. You know, because, listen. You so know, you when used Dan us and, is what you did. When Dan and I started, we didn't have an idea what we were doing. We didn't know how Sounds it was going to go, where it was going to go, the contact of it, anything. And I still having, don't know. Right. And we don't either. I'm, I'm, make, I'm for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, it's dynamic. It evolves. Yeah. And, and you made that clear. Like, hey, you're going to be different in a few months than you are right now. And some of the things that you brought up, you know, with being yourself and just continue to be yourself. Be two cops and be yourself and, and involve your guests. And all that meant a lot to us because we didn't know anyone in that world. You were kind of the first one that had an established show that we talked to to get, you know, some mentoring and, and some information. On I just didn't want it. you to make the same mistakes that we made. And and that's big. You know, when you when you have that experience to pass on to someone who's looking to do a show as successful as yours and it, to send that to me meant a lot. You know, and we carried that on through the season. With, with how to act and, and the guests to get and how to treat your guests. You know, you made an impact on our show a lot. Like I, said, I, I think one of the main things is, is, like you said, be yourself. Absolutely. If you're trying to be someone you're not, you're not going to be comfortable because you're trying to portray this image. Like, you know, me and Kevin, when we first went on video, we, I'm like, Kevin, let's just wear T-shirts and jeans. We're not, you know, we've been on other shows where you had to wear a shirt and tie. Right. It's not me. It's right. a hell of a lot easier wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Oh, absolutely. If, In your own if house. If you're trying to be what you're not, I don't think you're going full bore into that interview. No, because it's not going to work. Because the, the only thing that's on your mind is how to act. Exactly. And what you're going to say next that's going to fit a certain mold. And it's never going to work because no. that's unsustainable. 
you're not going to be able to keep that pace. That's up. the big question. That's the big thing right there. It's unsustainable. And, and you guys are proven right now. You just recorded with these two really, like, probably your best guests ever. Best guests ever. Fifth, the 50th episode. It hasn't and even you, come out yet, and it's our highest rated episode. Exactly. <laughs> with your, I know. He just put out a post to it with all his uh, audio downloads. And... Um, you know, I have to say that it's probably because of these awesome guests that you got. I agree with that. And, and, you know, one of your highly rated shows was someone else you had on sitting at this table. So we kind of shared that Mark and Nick? Mark and Nick, right. (laughs) But that that was an interesting thing that you came in there sort of to figure it out. And once you got in there, was it what you expected? Yes, it was. I mean, you you know, you have a plan and you you have a dream of hoping you become what you want to become. And I think it, it hit a certain point that Dan and I looked at each other and went, all right, we got this. We, we, this is clicking. This is getting traction. We're more comfortable with each other now and, and how we're interacting with our guests. Well, that and, was him and I. Him and mm-hmm. I, it took us, you know, it took us a couple, couple shows really to mesh, but we'd known each other for so long. But you know, you, now, like you and Dan. Now we know how to play off each other. Absolutely. Yeah. You, know, you, you know, I know when Kevin's going in one direction and, and how to look, like, like I said, Kevin's the interviewer. He's fantastic. I'm just the idiot that interjects jokes. And you know what? I'll, I'll not, put it in writing, Kevin. Here. Yes, get, you know when you when you get to that point of of that that comfort zone, you're not anticipating anything anymore because you know what's going to happen. You know, you know, I know if I start on a conversation or an answer, I know where Dan's going to. You know, See, pick it up. Yours has to be tough because you guys are in different states. Yeah, right. You, you do it all over Zoom. I mean, that that's got to be tough. Well, like, how do you, how do you read your guests? Like we we always said, we're not going to do it over. Listen, we who's Donald Trump wanted to come on our show. We won't do it because we, we don't do politics. That's the whole thing. Right. Yeah, you know, look, sorry. Like, I mean, you, as a former cop, you know you got to read body language yes. you know, and see what a person... How do you, how do you do that over Zoom? That's got to be tough. It's You know what? We It was harder when we first started because we didn't do it. You know, we didn't have the experience of... We had the experience of being cops and having to read someone, you know, and, and kind of see the emotional strain or whatever on their face and to go with that but as we went and got into more of a, a comfort zone with our guests and how to act with them it became it became easy yeah. uh, well we we had a good time because and i've done several zoom shows as a guest and it's difficult to do as a guest because you, again you can't read that body language but when we did our show which is airing it'll already air by the time this airs um we we had a different setup. We went into our studio, right. and it was it was much easier. That was probably the easiest Zoom podcast because I could see yeah, you guys absolutely. very clearly. Right, and that was you know that was a point of mine. That was a dream, you know, a wish list. You know, when when we knew you were going to be on the show and we wanted you on our fiftieth show because it meant a lot. The one thing I wanted was you to be on your set because I knew it would look great. First of all, it was going to be comfortable to do. And it wasn't going to be, it was one, you know, it was one angle. You and know, you're, you're picking of, our producer's wife, you're picking Katya's brain about how to run your show. Wow. Sharing wow. is caring. I, I, I told you, he, he used us. <laughs> He's a nice guy, but he used us. I know you've watched a couple of our shows. Is there anything that you would have liked to seen or liked to see that we haven't done yet? Some kind of subject topic. You know what? Like I, Bin Laden, we had Bin Laden, but we lost him. Okay, you know, we he, were going to get him go on, on Zoom because he's got a story too. Yes, yes. yep. You know, and, and I was just going to go down that line. We we've been lucky enough on our show to have two or three, and we have actually three lined up Navy SEALs. 
their stories are so unique in their preparation of getting the mindset to become a SEAL. Then what goes on during their buzz, training and all then that. Then goes that. on on their deployments. Navy SEAL. You know their yeah. their stories, and you know what? It's we've like I said, we've interviewed two or three. We have three, I think, coming up. They're all different. Yeah. You would think, oh yeah, Navy SEALs have the same story. Oh, they're, they're all each one we've spoken to are all. Can different. you give us their names and phone numbers? We're gonna get them before <laughs> you do that. Right now. <laughs> well, you know what the fun part about being so similar in in our genres, let's say, mm-hmm. your true crime, but you know we're we're different enough where we can share guests and get a different perspective on it. I know I've I've said, hey, listen, you're gonna talk, want to talk to this person. You've done the same to me. You're gonna to want to talk to this yep. person. And that's important about the networking portion of podcasting, the podcasting world in general. Well, like I yep. said, po- po- I mean, we talk about it all the time. Podcasting isn't competitive. No. You, know, you no. can listen to it whenever you want. It's not like you're in a time slot. Right. You're like on radio, you got like the 6 to 10 and the 10 to 2. This isn't, you could listen to whatever you want. Although I rarely get the chance to even listen to our show anymore because I'm listening to every, I'm listening to your show, I'm listening to these other shows. I'm the same I've, way. I'm here. You know, yep. I've heard it. So, but it's it's when I nice. when I go into work, I put it on my computer and, and just let it run, and I'll yeah. I'll hear it, but I'm really not. And you know what? That was one of the first. Again, going back to our initial conversation we had, that was one of the first things you brought up was cross promotion. Cro- oh, cross you know, promotion! And, and listen, is it's a big enough sandbox for everybody? Yeah. We could uh, all play. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that was a big part of, of our conversation when we, we started. We absolutely will continue to cross promote mm-hmm. and continue to push Gold Shield Show out there. Is there anything else you want to plug besides Gold Shield? Go to Gold goldshieldshow.com yeah I mean right now that's all we got we got you know our new spray our impact spray that we talked yeah, about yeah you were talking about that on the show uh, yep. carryimpact.com and the be... nicest challenge coins I've ever oh, seen absolutely. in my life and and that's out there too uh, just hit us up at uh, goldshieldshow.com contact us to order them and you, uh, you sell those we those can't keep challenge coins online yeah good uh, yeah. we you know through our email just put the order in uh, we can't keep them we get them and they're gone. Yeah. You know, we did a couple of trade shows, uh, CrimeCon we did, and IACP out in San Diego, and we brought them all with us. They were gone in two days. Yeah. Uh, we got really lucky with the way they're made from Empire uh, out of Brooklyn. They do a phenomenal job with, as you know. Well, so like, that was like another I, thing. I, we, we have a bunch of challenge coins. I have a bunch of them at home. It's got to be the nicest one I've ever seen. So it's like 3D and all. Yeah. I leaned on Fantastic. Tom because our next press is going to be through Empire. They are fantastic. They're yeah. phenomenal points. They're, they're good quality, and you can use them as a hockey puck if yeah. you don't want anything <laughs> he, He's stealing our guests and everything. Let's steal his brand for Absolutely. His, his, and we'll get the same. It's not stealing. It's sharing is sharing. Sharing is caring. <laughs> just and I will give it right we'll, up to we'll you We'll get the same <laughs> challenge going. Just, um, just blackout. Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll just take a Sharpie. Yeah, we'll just take a Sharpie. But, Tom, you've been one of our... You've been one of our friends, one of our new friends. You're going to be one of our friends for a very long time. We're going to get Dan out here yes. one of these days. <laughs> one day. In, in one day, and we're going to have you both on, and we're just going to have a blast. Uh, we'll have a blast. And, and thank you for, like I said, it, it meant a lot when we first hooked up and what you guys have done this year for us uh, with, with, you know, on your Instagram live show, the coins, you know, promoting certain things that we're doing with other people at Blue Lives Matter. Uh, Amanda, we've all done things for. So I just want to take this time and thank you very much for what you've done. Tom, you, listen, you're part of our family now, so we're here for you for anything. You thank know that. You, very much. you know that. Tom, thank you so much. And we're going to be right back. 
And we're back to our first non-returning guest, but new fan of the show, and that's Mike Mark. How are you? Thanks for coming in. This isn't like talking on walkie-talkies when you're a kid. It's like, hi. Hello. It, it's more like the, the can with the string. Yeah. <laughs> so you did that. you came into, there's no chance meetings. There really are no chance meetings. It's true. Uh, Mike and I work with each other. and. Well, well, so we used to work with each other. Let's, let's now, put it that way. Now they work against each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we started talking. I found out that we had some stuff in common. And it's the, true. The one thing I asked you, and it sounded a little egotistical, but I didn't mean it that way. It's because uh, you started saying some things that resonated with me. I'm like, you haven't Googled who you're working with, that's, have you? That's exactly what you said. And then I did. Yeah. And I, I think I, I watched you on Soft White Underbelly, and I think I cried. And I was like, oh, man. I, I'm, and that's Enough no to make a grown man cry. Oh, it was, it's crazy. Because, so, you know now, but so I went to Iraq. I was there for a year. And I came home with some substantial issues. I'm sure you, a lot of people know the deal with that. And uh, I struggled a lot because I fought the diagnosis of PTSD. Um, my doctor finally looked at me and said, no, 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 Mike. It's, it's from your childhood, dude. Well, she didn't say dude, but... and I, A lot of it's from your upbringing. Right. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what to think because you hear all these amazing stories of veterans and this crazy shit that they go through. And I didn't have that. I, I served this easy tour with some phenomenal guys. And we went through our own shit. You know, everybody suffers. And, and it's different for everybody in Iraq. It's, it's, a, it's a third world country where... I saw a kid with one leg and his crutch was a two-by-four. You know, how, how do you grow up like that? Your story, and I know your backstory. One day I want to bring you on the show and do a full episode on because Mike's story will blow your socks off. Yes. You know, I mean, he's seen things that you and I can't imagine. Like I said, I mean, these military guys that we bring on, some of the things that they've seen... His military career can't is even nothing. fathom. <laughs> My military career His probably won't even like, be brought up. Nothing. <laughs> Mike grew up in a, in a just a just a quick synopsis. Yeah, yeah. You just grew up in a in a atmosphere that most of us can't even imagine. The majority of people in here had mothers, fathers, or one of each, or they're separated, whatever right. it may or be. Or two of each. Or two of each. Yeah. It's, um, or, four. or like sitting over here, my two dads, they're going to have children as well. Um, but Mike grew up without that foundation. And yet he was still able to come out on the other side and be able to open up. The right. fact that you're able to watch something and, and feel something inside is amazing to me because of the way you grew up. A lot of times you shut those feelings down. Right. So that so that's what I was going to say. So so I was a foster kid. I went through that, Mike. I, I know Kevin knows a lot of this. But the struggle was a veteran goes through something a, or an officer. Somebody goes through a, a particular event, usually. For me, it started at four years old my father died in a car accident my parents were druggies there there was so many issues right from the start it was my whole life it wasn't an event that i can look back and say hey let's compartmentalize yeah, when it, it happened yeah, correct it's, it's like yeah it's progressive right and and that i struggle i still struggle with that you know and now i have three kids i have a beautiful wife i have some crazy co-workers but i i, I can do with that I, yeah sometimes. I, I can attest to that <laughs> most of the time yeah, it's yeah. like fuck it yeah, did you, did a, you like bounce from foster home to foster home, or did you? Believe have... it or not, so my five younger siblings did. I was in only a handful, three or four foster homes, I think it was. But I ended in one, and it was a great guy. Took me in and was like amazing. 
So as much pain you as you went through, you actually are one of the success stories of the foster care system. I, I hate to say it, but I'm a rarity. You are. You know, I should be dead in jail or on drugs. Remember, um, who was it? Uh, uh, who was the girl we had from yeah, Trent? Yeah, the girl from uh, Trent. God, I can't remember her name. She, she went She went from foster home to foster home with every bad thing you could possibly imagine that, happening that's to why, her. That's why I asked the question if he bounced because of her. Yeah, so, so I did. I was in one. And there was two other kids that were there that weren't my siblings. They had lead poisoning and club fingers. At three and five, neither one could walk. They were eating the paint chips right off the wall, peeling them off the wall. That's why their fingers were swollen. And that was torturous. There, there was just so many experiences. You know, I, didn't, I aged out of the system, but I did group homes. I did shelters, Conklin and Hackensack. I lived there. I was in hospitals for child crisis intervention services and... I saw some stuff. At 17, I thought I was good. I was like, all right, I'm... I'm you beat I, it. Right. And then join the Army, try to do something good, and... Then all of a sudden, it rears its ugly head. Exactly. And, and then you get married, and you start drinking, and you're home from Iraq, and... Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with your childhood. That's because you, your wife. <laughs> we, my ex, ex-wife. Ex-wife. That was, my, my current wife. That was, is, a, that was a save, Lauren. I'm just going to say I'm, I'm this wasn't you. I'm with you on that one. This wasn't you. So you, you watched a couple of your episodes. Anyone stand out to you? So, believe it or not, I saw one about an amazing ping pong player. <laughs> Wally. Wally Green. And I, I don't want to say I fell in love. It sounds a little weird, but I fell in love with that guy. He's got this crazy story. And, you, you know, you want this heroic, story. this massive thing to come in and save you. His was ping pong. Crazy, right? A kid from arguably the ghetto who was involved in gang violence, who's a bad dude. Who used to go to Times Square and rob people. And and I'm going to tell you what, something about Wally. Wally is so giving. He, so when I first met Wally, he's like, hey, let me look at your social media. Okay, do this, 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 this. And so my social media, the way I do it now, is because and when I do the social media for the show, is because of Wally. Wow. Because of, he's so giving. He came on. Mike, you drove him to uh, where? I you? drove down to Hoboken. And, and there's there's a lot that was left on the table with Wally. Oh, yeah. Really? There's a lot I, of stories. I, his heard, story I heard is a lot on that drive from from the studio to Hoboken. I can only imagine. But, but you him, know, it, it's funny. The way he got into ping pong was... He was so pissed off at something, he wanted to go into the ping pong place and just hit the ball so it hit a guy right in the head just, just to relieve tension. And so and he became a, an international ping pong player. A celebrity in the ping yeah. pong world, if he, there is one. He really is a celebrity. I mean, New York I mean, Times did, a, did an article on him. ESPN ate the Ocho. Is like, that's yeah. got to be the place for him. Well, right? he's, he's been all over the world. I mean, he's been in China. But you know, watching those the stories like Wally's, gives you a little bit of different perspective. This leaves right. what it does for us. Did it do that for you? Yes and no. I mean, I, I saw some, I don't want to say violence, or I didn't have street cred or anything, but when I was in the hospitals, I saw kids from every walk of life. I saw ultra-wealthy kids. That are, I'm, I'm looking at them as a poor guy going, what could you possibly yeah, exactly. have wrong with you? You have money. Meanwhile, their father didn't even know their name kind of deal. You know, that's a shame to see that. Um, the thing that I see is... Everybody I met in their life, whether they know it or not, has suffered. And that's one of the cool things to see, like, ping pong? Who the hell thinks of ping pong? You know? when, when Kevin said we we're having a ping pong champion, come on, I'm thinking it's going to be like some 90-year-old Asian guy, you know? Like, yeah, what are we going to do? You got the opposite of that. And it walks Wally Green. It walks Wally. 
Excuse me, sir, you lost? With his, with his funny colored hair. Oh, yeah. And, and that, he's, he's such a nice guy, seemingly. Uh, he's, he's so, when he's I tell awesome. you, one of the greatest guys you ever want to meet. He really it's, is. It's fantastic. So the other thing that I've seen is I'm part, I fit into multiple groups. You know, you guys are cops. That's kind of your group. Not that you don't fit into others, but I'm a veteran. And, and you hear PTSD and veteran, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, veterans. Must PTSD. have blown up. Right. I had the, probably the easiest tour you've ever heard. <laughs> and, you know, there was bullshit for me, too. But well, it's well, see, now you're married, you can say that. But when you're out in a bar and you're trying to pick up chicks, you, your tour was terrible. Oh, I didn't pick oh, up yeah. chicks at the bar. <laughs> never, never pick up chicks at the bar. <laughs> I also going to be watching this. I also was a lot lighter and better right, looking. I had I hair then, too. He has a wife now. When he, back in the day, he, you know, you could drum up They were up picking me up, Mike. They were picking me up. With <laughs> Not what, very far. With, with what, a crane? <laughs> I was so, lighter. I was lighter. So, Mike, I, you've, been, you've been such a good friend of the show ever since. And we've only known each other a very short time. But, I feel, months, like, yeah. but I feel like you, you've grown to be somebody who I'm really close with. We've Likewise. gone out together as couples. Um, not Me, you and our, I. Wives, our wives, yeah, our wives, our yeah, wives are yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. It's not now, you. Now, now the real story comes K- out. Katie is amazing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, turn yeah, around, yeah. turn around. Yeah, you guys, yeah. turn. Nick just had a, a Nick. Wipe the tear away from your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciate all your support, and I really you appreciate much, you being part of our cheering session because there are times just because we advocate for mental health doesn't mean we have it all together. Well, I, I still don't. No. I still don't. And, and I have three kids now, so I don't sleep either. You know, The suffering continues, I think, is a good way to... Wrap that one up, if you if you will. You guys have kids, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The suffering they, they don't. Stop. The suffering doesn't stop no. ever. Like, but they, it, it's just it's nice to know that people on the outside are actually listening to our show. You know, he wasn't like one of our insiders. Well, I actually so I actually made a recommendation too. I don't know. You called me out on that, but uh, AJ Luna, AJ Luna. That's oh god, I forgot to mention AJ. Yeah. So, so what what had happened? I'm going to give everybody a little back. We had a guest dropout. And I, we're scrambling for guests. We need a guest. We need a guest. I go to you. I say, do you want to come on? <laughs> yeah. and, and you said, um, no. well, no, I don't want to come, but I got a guy. And yeah. you get AJ in there, and a couple phone calls later, AJ comes in, and AJ did his episode. Yeah. Killed it. He did. He so, did real so well. AJ, I, I've known AJ for a long time, and I was in between jobs. I was depressed. I was drinking, probably suicidal at one point in there. And I run into AJ, and he's like, I can help you. He knew I was a vet. It was a veteran's shindig. And he's not lying. He helps veterans, man. And that that guy has done... He's he's doing great work. He 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 really really is. is. And for Bergen County, New Jersey, to be one of the first veteran, homeless, free, I don't know the right lingo or nomenclature, but that was on AJ. I I was so proud of that guy and to say that I knew him. Since AJ's been on the show, I've referred another veteran to him who he couldn't help directly but his counterpart. He was able to get him in the right direction. That's great. And AJ's like, yep, and he had a conversation with him. um, That's great. He's the guy that he will help whoever he can, and he's good at it. He knows his people. He knows his people. Yeah, thank you so him. much for thank being you, you. Kev. It was a pleasure to meet and you too, Mike. Pleasure meeting, man. Thank, thank thanks you. for coming up and thanks for listening to the show, man. Of course, man. And this is only the beginning. I don't know if I'm going to be in season four. I might wait till you have like 400 million subscribers or something. Oh, you want to? You want to? I want to. I just want to. You want to ride that bandwagon in? That's it. Man. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> thanks for all the support. He wants to start at the top, you know. He yeah. Why, who the hell wants to start at the bottom? Go, go on the gold. Go on the gold chill show, then. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be right back.
We are back with one of our oldest friends, and that's Eric Engelhart. If we don't mean age-wise. We just mean, like, podcast-wise, old friends. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Actually, so Bob, you came Bob on... Gil- Bob Gilbert was our oldest friend. Uh, Gibson. Gibson, I'm sorry. You came on when we were only on audio. Yes. And we just just so you know, you're part of this, too. We just hit 500,000 audio downloads. Awesome. And you were a part of that. And you believed in us when nobody else did. We can't be more appreciative of people like you who came on when it was just me and Mike in, in the basement of my house. Yeah. Saying, you know, what are these guys doing? What did you think when you first were, when Mike came to you and said, hey, can you come on this show? You're like, yeah, he's my friend. I'll do it. Yeah, but it took me a while to say yes. It was, I was like, yeah, a couple guys in the basement talking about stuff. Not sure if I really want to go it there. It took Eric a little while to but trust it was, me. It was, it was a while, but... <laughs> well, we uh, usually, we did things a little different when you came in, because usually we started every show with a dance party, a shirtless dance party. That's why I didn't go. Nick, stop. <laughs> and... We had a dance party, but we, we toned it down for you because we knew you were a little off. But we took a long time for you to get in. Because I remember Mike yeah. coming to me, I got the guy, I got a guy. He's, you know, he's been in EMS his whole career. He's going to be the guy that knows how to do all this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I've known Eric a long time, and he's seen a lot of shit. And I knew Eric would be great for the show. But you've seen us grow. You've yeah, seen it from the 100%. beginning. So what's the show mean to you? It means, you guys it means I won't be home every Wednesday night? Yeah. <laughs> I won't be home. We can't go to Barney. By the way, these uh, two live with each other. Well, we don't live with each other. I live downstairs. He lives upstairs. How come there's one bed in the apartment? Well, because sometimes you it's know, a twin. You, you got to <laughs> snuggle sometimes. <laughs> it's cold in there. You don't want to pay the heating bill. I get it. I get it. So yeah. So from the first time that we uh, we met in the basement, you guys have come a, a long way, and it's just incredible what you guys do for everybody. Um, I gave a coin to. One of my friends, and he keeps it constantly in his pocket every day. Listens to your podcast, and he can't thank you guys enough for what you're doing for him. Uh, he's he's a uh, Jersey City fireman, and he's seen a lot of crazy shit over there. And he can't thank you guys enough for you know what you guys do. It is so, I guess, heartwarming would be the good word to hear that. This is actually helping people. Well, we yeah, just, I mean, me and Kevin, we, we're just two idiots behind a microphone, you know, but it's helping. We just got that message the other day. Unbelievable. So we and this, so I, we talked about this on when we Mike and I sat in on the Gold Shield show. Um, we, we start out with this mission and message, right? And every once in a while, we veer off to the right or to the left, and, and there's things that come around and bring us back and realign us with it. Things like that. The right. Messages like that. They mean so much to us because it, it just... It realigns us. What the the gentleman was going through some health issues, and he said, "I'm not just playing with my phone. I'm trying, no, to, look up, trying, I'm to, trying to look up the message." It, it was it, paraphrasing. It was listening to your show while I was staring at my walls. Really got me through this whole process. He yeah. said, "Hey, brother, just so you know, your podcast kept me going when I wanted to give up many nights sitting in bed staring at my draw." So, and all, all cops know that you keep yeah. your gun in the draw. Right. So. Right. So, so that that's a that was a big deal. That, that was a big deal for us. I, just I like had tears in my eyes when yeah. I read that. Yeah. Um, it, it touches a lot of people. Um, every aspect, every suffering that somebody has, no matter what it is, it could be you know you stubbed your toe that night and it hurt like a motherfucker, but it it's a suffering and people just revert back to your show and listen to people who have uh, more traumatic suffering, and it says you know my life is not that bad, you know. Even even the people that you you've talked to on the show, 
after leaving here, their life is not that bad. Well, can I talk about what the show actually did for Eric Engelhart? Sure, we can. Yeah, it All got right. him engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so now there's a whole new brand of suffering that we're going to talk. No, I'm just kidding. This is the Cupid podcast now. So Eric was, you were going through a divorce. Yep. All right. You were not in a good place. Definitely not in a good place. And you meet this lovely woman who we had on our show. You sat in with her. Yeah. And sparks flew. Next thing you know, you guys are flying off to an island, ready to get married. Yeah, May 8th next year. May 8th, 2024. Jesus. Jesus. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice little story that out of, out of the ashes can come beauty. Yeah, out of suffering of is, can come some well, good stuff. Well, I mean, you want to talk beauty. That's Tara. It's not Eric. Eric Eric's not beauty. Oh, he's, uh, he, he's marrying up. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. we all know he that. He outkicked his coverage. <laughs> he, we all know that. I, she, you must be rich or hung like a horse. Either one. Uh, no. <laughs> just, just going to be retired. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and was, yeah. I am so sorry. <laughs> sorry, Eric. Brianna. Now I'm turning red because <laughs> Eric's daughter's here. <laughs> so it would have been better if you said, well, I'm not rich. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to see? No. <laughs> I mean, you've covered the suffering. The suffering you've covered the suffering of from, living in a house with Mike Felice from That's police cool. shootings, cancer survivors, people helping other people. You've you've covered pretty much everything that I could possibly think of. So we could just wrap the show up. Then there's nothing else. That there's we nothing else. We're done. No, you know We're why? Done. Because there's always somebody out there with another story, a totally different story. Yeah. Not all cop shootings are the same. Not all EMS people have the same problems. Exactly. Not, we we know, could revisit the same subject, but it's a different perspective right. on it. Right. You know, so because it's the same movie in a different yeah. theater. Right. And it's just uh, what you guys do is amazing. I think it's fantastic. Is there anything Absolutely. you want to plug? Anything you want to throw out there? Well, I'm retiring at the end of the month, everybody. Congratulations. Are you, are you, uh, are you having that walkout or no? Uh, yes, I believe it's going to be on the 29th of December. So anybody anybody in the uh, Lynnhurst area, if you want to come down and see Eric. So you got to you got to let me know. Seriously, you got to let me know. Obviously, oh, yeah. but by the time this airs, Eric will be fully retired. Fully retired. Um, and congratulations on a job well done. The mission's over. So but no, he's still going to be working. So of I'll, st- I'll yeah. still be working because you know not everybody retired can sit home and Listen, relax. EMS is in so. his blood. Yeah. Eric will never retire. He's he's going to be an EMT till lunchtime on the day of his funeral. Well, when you retired as being a cop, did you really retire as being a cop? So we kind of get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Once a cop, always a cop. That's how it is. Eric, thank you so much for being with us from the beginning. I look forward to you and your beautiful bride having a very happy life for about five years until you get, (laughs) so you start to stay hate each other. And um, Eric, Eric, I know your daughter's here, but have as much sex now as you can because once you get married, sex. <laughs> she didn't hear I don't want to. That's why. Yeah, that's why it's You don't want to hear any of that stuff. And we're gonna be right back. Well, that was exactly what we expected. You know what? And this show never fails to surprise me. It really doesn't. That's gonna be our end of the first part of our season three finale for the Suffering Podcast here at Mickey's Bar and Grill, 601 Riverside Avenue in Lyndhurst. Um, part two is going to be just as good. Stay tuned next week for part two of this this debauchery. They're already, they're already stacked up. We're ready to go. Thank you for coming. Don't forget, go to popple.com for a digital business card. Uh, go put in the code TSP20 for a 20% discount. And, of course, follow us on all social media. That's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, uh, 
fans only. Fans only. Yeah, fans yeah. only. Follow Mike at Mike underscore Fillets. Follow me at Real Kevin but, Donaldson. You know, Kev, Kev, we we don't trust a lot of people. But we do trust Toyota of Hackensack. We're going to switch this up a little bit. <laughs> we do trust Toyota of Hackensack. So if you're looking for a car, go to toyotahackensack.com. Let them find you a car. And, of course, follow The Suffering Podcast at The Suffering Podcast. We're going to see you next week.